Hello and welcome to another new game plus. This is becoming a hopefully yearly tradition for us now. We just wrapped up our Itchmas extravaganza and now it's time to do a fantasy critic league uh retrospective for 2022. Uh, so obviously today I'm joined by my two regular hosts, Rick. Yeah. Paula. Hello. And the one and only mastermind behind the whole Fantasy Critic League. Welcome back, Avatage. <laughs> well, not the whole fan- hey, our Fantasy Critic League. <laughs> no, I, I invented the whole thing. That's okay. Yeah, no, he made the whole thing. No one fact check us. No one can check if that's true or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so, it's true. It's done. Sorry, sorry to Steve if you listen. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Steve. <laughs> but our particular league. Um, anyway, so we thought we would, we would do is kind of the same thing we did last year. Um, we had like a little sort of like chat up. We have a couple questions that we'll go through here that are kind of similar to the ones that we did last year. Um, and we're just going to take a look first and foremost at um, how the league went. And we'll look at each of the rosters, talk a little bit about um, some of the some of the differences this year compared to last year. Um, and then at the end, we're going to take a little look towards the future. As as we're recording this, the 2023 draft is almost completed the counterpicks still have to be done mm-hmm. but we're basically at the end there so we're going to take a look at uh, some of what people have and uh yeah should be fun <laughs> it's looking looking good indeed um so why don't we start actually with the main one here is how has 2020 20 oh my god how has 2022 been different to 2021 for the league in general because i know there were definitely a few differences this year well yeah i mean uh, for, for me anyway i think the the main difference that I kind of have noticed between even 2020, I think it was our, no, yeah, 2020 was our first one, then 21. And then going into 2022, we had the most players we've had since uh, we started, but there were a lot more high scoring players. Yeah. So everyone kind of rose up a bit and kind of got towards the top a bit closer than previous years. There was much more disparity between the top and the bottom. Um, there's still a fair bit of disparity between the top and the bottom, but there were more towards the top than the bottom, which was kind of cool, um, which kind of lends itself to, I think a lot more people were uh, being a bit more strategic in 2022 than we had been previously. And even though people had been strategic previously, they were pretty much the ones at the top and everyone else seemed to be just having a bit of fun picking games and that kind of thing. Whereas yeah. it kind of got a bit serious last year. And um, <laughs> there was a bit, it was a bit more competitive in that sense. And with the introduction of our, our second counter pick as well, uh, that seemed to make a lot of difference too because um, the people who did really well tended to have good counter picks and yes. vice versa, like people who bombed or kind of got shafted in a way. Like some of them had really good op- rosters but ended up in the mid pack or that kind of thing. You know, we're in the tens and above or 15s and that people ran last year. Yeah, no, I'm good too. I feel like I'm in particular, like, you know, like I came out that top, but I didn't even break 100 points, right? Like this year we had both, like the winner, Cousy, <laughs> uh, the winner, Cousy, came out with 100, but like behind us, um, it was much closer, I think, this year in general. And like for most of the year, because like,
yeah, the next top score were 86 and 86. So like they were basically almost tied, right? Like pretty close. So like it was definitely right up until the end too. There were like, it was kind of like, I don't know who's going to be next. Cause Freud was like leading the whole year basically until like mm. literally right at the end, like September, October ish or something is when that lead slipped. And whereas like in 2021, I think, I'd come out kind of on a quick lead and then it became kind of difficult to surmount because I also think 2021, there weren't as many, there weren't that many big hitter games that came out that year. You know, like the points were, I don't know. They they felt lower in general. Well, I feel like as well last year, like that's a very good point about the late releases and that sort of thing. Cause I think positions changed at the top right up until maybe November or even December, I think, with a couple of releases. like It, it kept everyone jostling about a bit, um, and that's how close it was. Whereas, But I think last year was perhaps it felt like the first year that didn't have any COVID impact. Mm. <laughs> so 2020 was delay after delay after delay, and basically everything <laughs> got thrown out the window. Whatever your plans were, too bad. And 2021 was a bit better, but there were still lots of delays and that sort of thing. Whereas last year there was, yeah, like like we say, there were big games still being released right up to Christmas and that sort of thing that really made a difference. So you couldn't, yeah, like get an early lead and just sit there. You had to have something coming later on in the year as well. And <laughs> I know. I also think really... this year introduced uh, what I'm going to call the new meta of Fantasy Critic League, which is <laughs> the indie Game Pass game. Because I, like, straight up, so Chained Echoes, and then for me, Floppy Nights, and there are a few others. There are these small indie games that release on Game Pass, and they'll get four reviews from motherfuckers who love these games. Like, absolutely adore <laughs> them. And they will get no other reviews. They'll get just enough to get an open critic and have, like, a crazy high score. Like, you know, higher than big league games, right? And they will just boom you points. Like, look at, like, comes to get Chained Echoes, got a 90-something. It doesn't have many reviews on Open Critic. Um, and it, it probably is a fantastic game. But it's like also Floppy Nights, the one I had. It has 15 points on Metacrit- on Open mm. Critic. It has barely any reviews. I'm certain it's not an yeah, 85 very game. Well. Yeah. But it does very well, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think there's something like, uh, something to say for those sort of... Pi- and it's hard, it is hard to predict, right? But there does seem to be at least a little bit of um, safety at this point at least for me with Game Pass games, it seems like there's a good bet that somebody's going to review that game, right? Because at least it's reviewing out on a big platform for mm. free, and there seems to be reviews coming through. Um, well, and I think unless, it is... Sorry, unless ahead, you're Paul. me, and you vote for something like Slime Rancher 2, which it did come out on Game Pass in early access. So it doesn't come <laughs> towards the Fantastic Media League. But that's you yeah, know, that's a rough one. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. <laughs> but I said outlier too. But that's not indie. Game, right? Yeah, so. that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> By no, Monami Park. By the way, yeah. go play the game. It is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad too because I hear it's very good. So you probably would have got a fair number for that one too. I'd imagine. Yeah, but technically, if it released this year in early access, it wasn't ready to release like officially mm. so it would have been moved to next year anyway so zero points for me either way so there you go <laughs> um nice yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I do agree, too, with what you're saying, Abdaj, where I, I think you're right that there, I think, was more strategy this year as well. Plus, um, the change with, because um, you mentioned the two counterpicks, which I think that was an excellent change. Having uh, another counter, it's especially good, I think, for the draft, for people who get screwed basically at the end and have to pick like a good game. You can still kind of screw others if you then later in the year, you have to think about what are you going to pick, right? Um, which I really liked that. And then being able to lock in games that you're like, that ain't coming out. <laughs> you just Well, t- tell me about it. I had the most counter picks against me last year. So yeah. there were four games that I couldn't drop in if I wanted to because I really like the rule of if someone counter picks it, you can't drop it. Yeah. So I think that just makes it fun, even though it's kind of crappy for the person on the other end. Yeah, that's the point, isn't it? That, that is yeah. the point. Yeah. But, you know, I had a good time even though I got royally screwed by counter picks against me because everyone happened to be much more clear. Than I, was. <laughs> I also think open bidding was a very nice addition, like being able to see what games are being bid on. Um, I think that introduced a lot of strategy. And it's just, it's also nice is that you don't have to be like, actually looking at it. Um, and getting something be like, oh, he's big, big, not touch it. Or you're like, oh, that's good. <laughs> and if you look at <laughs> well, the budgets, the budgets are much, well, for those who pay the least, they seem to be a lot of the work. Um, I think half of the budget is going to be saying people because it's going to find a game coming out that I was wondering about. And I'm not, I'm going to be close to the ground. And also, as I said, in this year, the draft, there's a lot of people that I've heard about. So the bids are like that as well. So you see a big come up and go, actually, that looks I might try and get to. And so, yeah, I really like public bidding. I don't know, I think it adds more competition to it as well. And um, yeah. kind of like as well, I think, because the biggest problem with Fantasy Critic is, you know, pick it and... get it kind of thing and so you spend most of the year just not even looking at it which is easy to do and you know because there's not really much to do sometimes but um yeah. having the live bids come through every week and like especially it's it's up to the player but you can have it emailed to you and that sort of thing so it's nice seeing those come through and go oh actually i might jump back in and just have a little play around on that and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah no it, it it definitely felt um I like I had fun. It also it it wasn't um it, it was almost a little less stressful having the open ones because you could just kind of be like okay um maybe I don't have anything that I really need right now but like let's just take a look to see if anyone bid on something and you're like oh actually you know what that does look pretty good okay I'll make my bid right um and so like it was just like a little more um sometimes with without the with the secret ones you're just kind of fuck I gotta get this in right now <laughs> um and it's also interesting because when you put that bid in um and you see one it's like you start to learn the bidding patterns of the other players. <laughs> so, right? so like, I definitely went through and I would be like, oh, interesting. This person seems to always bid like this. And you're like, all right, well, then here we go. Well, you, you see the kind of numbers that people try and fill each other with. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to bid $6 because then someone else might go for the fives. or <laughs> right? And I'll do seven, but then oh, 11 or 12. Yeah. <laughs> eBay maths. Yeah, someone's 100%. like, I'm going to do 26. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
and it's very so, and then you see someone yeah. win like with a 30 bid and no one else bid and you're like oh sorry dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's worth it it's worth it <laughs> um sick well why don't we talk a little bit about the draft um because i <laughs> i'm curious to hear uh, like the uh, if if there was any specific strategies that people used or if their strategies maybe changed from the year before um or not in terms of it because i know for me um I kept the same strategy where like, you know, at the beginning of the year, my thing, I have changed my strategy for this year, actually, which I, we can talk about when we get to the the new, actually, we'll just talk about it now, screw it. But last year, my thing was like, okay, I'm just going to really go for like what I think would be the big heavy hitters. Also, to be fair, I was at the very end of the list last year. Um, and not going to lie, that did fuck me a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> like just in it's my a initial double-edged sword, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. You do get those two picks in a row, which is sick. Now, the counter pick is nice, but at the same time, um, I didn't get any points on my counter pick. It's, the first, like, it's that first round pick that really, especially with 15 players like we had last year, like mm-hmm. being 15th on the first round, you kind of miss out on those surefire big hitters no matter <sighs> what. Like, <laughs> and and they're they're really they're quite important in this one, especially this year, which had some serious hitters. <laughs> um, even like Elden Ring coming out for like holy shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know that 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 kind of did hurt a little, but like I was very much just going for like okay, I need to. I swapped it up a little bit where like I tried to look for like not necessarily rumors, but like what maybe is coming out um, over the year and made some guesses. I made some guesses that did not pan out. Um, only one of them got counterpicked, which was nice. Fucking Pokemon. Let's go to a swore something was coming, but no, it's just a new Pokemon game. <laughs> I still want that game. <laughs> um, so yeah, I kind of went along the, the lines of, I, I did definitely research pretty extensively and like my researching and this has worked for me and it's worked for me. And I think I can say this is a surfire strategy. I came in fucking second this year. I think I have a pretty good strategy for this game, but I don't care about the game. It's the developer. That's what I look at. So oh, I go absolutely right. Developers, um, developers track record. If they're a brand new developer, hell no. I I don't care. You're brand new. I'm not doing it unless you have a strong, strong history in a team. Sure, but if you're a brand new developer, I tend to just stay away because I'm like. It's such a gamble, right? It could be a huge, huge win, but it could be a massive lose. Um, and so far, that's worked out for me because the ones I picked were from developers that I've enjoyed their games. And then the second part is I do that, and then I check how the rest of their games have scored on Open Critic, um, and that gives you a good benchmark, right? It's like, well, they've scored this way, and even if you know a game has had like I don't know, like middling, it's like if you're getting up into the 80s, I'm totally happy with picking a game like that right that's awesome that's great points so anyway Mm. that's kind of where where i went um i hope that's what a lot of people do but i don't know well i think that's what a lot of winners do (laughs) (laughs) Um, because it's it's not exactly what i do but i don't win so (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i want the total opposite direction with this uh because once again i'm i'm trying to look at my fantasy league uh, like history kind of thing to see like which games I picked like for the initial draft. I think it was like, oh, it's Slime Ranger 2. Slime Ranger 1 was like one of my favorite games ever. And it is adorable. And it's another, so really like, yeah, let's go with that one. And um, for the slot was um, the either, uh, let me check either an announced game or a new game franchise. It was straight and it was like, yeah, I'm picking this one. I'm picking
thinking this one home would be like, this one is the one that will award me the, the most points, which by the way, it did, but it wasn't like that much, only 14 points more or less. And then it was like, I'm not sure what I'm going to pick. So I'm just gonna go through the list and pick whatever hasn't been picked. And it sounds reasonably like, at the very least that is not gonna like take away points from me which I picked Silt, which I don't remember what the hell that game was about <laughs> and or why I picked it. It's probably because it looked at the time like something either interesting enough for me. And the other game I actually dropped because it didn't release and I don't remember which game it was. So you can see that I don't even remember why I picked so. My strategy is like, oh yeah, that sounds nice. Let's add it to the list. <laughs> nice. It's the interesting, um, the different approach. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, and I remember like a lot of the things that I picked were in, like were picked before. It was my turn to pick, so mm. um, I don't remember the again. I don't remember which games I put. Probably like something Nintendo related, and it got. Um, by some other person, it was like, well, there goes my possibly 15 or so points over there. I honestly so, don't remember what my rationale was. Mine, <laughs> to the extent that I had one, and, and let's rip the Band-Aid off, I drafted and then I sort of noped out for the whole year. So yeah, it's interesting to go back and seeing the games that are there. Um, half of my get well, two-thirds of my game... No, no, 60% of my games didn't come out. Um, mm. The only ones that did come out was Trek to Yomi, which I fucking hated, but fortunately the critics were a little bit more reasonable. <laughs> I really liked that game. Oh, no, it, it did not land well with me at all. The, I loved it. Uh, to take a, a anyway. very, very slight tangent, the parry mechanic felt completely off. It was all a little bit trite. <laughs> um, just didn't speak to me, and I'm sure the game's fine, but uh, I did not like it one bit. Uh and then Modern Warfare 2, which landed reasonably okay. But my memory is kind of similar to Paolo in that I think every time it came to be my pick, the thing that I had in mind had already been nabbed. Um, and so I've got a real hodgepodge of games and then a load of blank spaces. One interesting side note, empty counts pick, minus 15 points. Yeah, there was mm. a giant warning the entire year. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh... Yeah, that... That, anyone so and a few a few I people got yeah, a few so people got the minus idea. fifteen, but yeah. that, that's on them because and I, I, yeah, I think that's a fair rule. You can't miss Ouch. it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just a giant thing. Warning: <laughs> you'll get minus fifteen on the counter pick. Yeah, which would be uh, great if I'd ever opened the page after draft, which I didn't. <laughs> and that's the problem, right? Um, yeah, I do like question. how the little like there's like a little you know arrow sign on the counter pick thing at the end of the year. It just says whoops. Since this wasn't filled, you get minus 15. <laughs> like, that's nice. <laughs> um, a little bit sly and pass. It's like, uh-oh, you did an oopsie. <laughs> yeah, you did a little oopsie. Um, yeah, I mean, we had many more players this year too, I guess. Uh, well, it was only up a few from the year before. Like, we, well, we started with about, more, yeah. I think we had 10 or ten or 11 the first year. And then we had like about 13, 14 the next year and then 15 last year. Okay, yeah, there was 13 um, in, in 2021, and then there's 15 in 2022. So that's not that many. Yeah, 
Um, it's a good, a healthy the number. More, the, the more there are, though, it does kind of, you know, obviously spread everything a bit thinner. And it seems to be a good number, as in there's about that many uh, solid first-round picks mm-hmm. each year, I find. like So mm-hmm. even like you, Alex, being last, last year, like your picks were a bit slim on that first round. Yeah. But I feel like it kind of carries everyone through. Everyone kind of got a good pick in this kind of open season. Or not necessarily a good pick, but a guaranteed pick, I suppose. Yeah, and that's, like that, one that's of the, the big names. Yeah, that's the key thing, right? Is like you get at least something like uh, something that's decent. Um, or yeah. Come, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I have to admit, thinking about even this year, um, which I agree, like, I was, there was games like, really like, like, like big games, right? So it just tends to just, you know, They're not looking at those types, right? Of games, or they're just, they're focused on. other things they they're from a different niche of of gaming right and so it's kind of like you just never know in the draft like you can get to a point where you'll hit something and you're just like shit it's still there sounds good right um (laughs) and even this year there's lots of people who seem to get what they were looking for well and i think you think you nailed it with like uh seeing what everyone's niche is because especially after you get past the first round you get into like second and third round picks that's where picks start coming up and I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. And or like, um, that's some weird Nintendo game I wasn't paying attention to or, um, you know, just anything like that. But it means a lot to obviously the person who picked it, who's like, oh, this is, this is the thing. Um, so I find that's really interesting as well, because again, it's, it's another way to kind of see what else is around and yeah. things that aren't in my little blinkered view. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is interesting. You kind of get an idea. Like some people, you can tell are full indie oriented. Others are yeah. <laughs> big names and that's it kind of thing. Others are like everything Nintendo or everything JRPG. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it's all cool. It's just obviously that everyone's got different focuses where they their knowledge lies kind of thing, like the things they pay attention to more. Yeah. You know, I did, um, I was curious because like last year, like I said, being in the last area, I, I basically had mostly indies in my list because there weren't a lot of... <laughs> the, the big ones were sort of gone, which is fine. Like, I was like, all right, I'm going to pick these ones. Um, but uh, this year, I try, I'm trying something a little different with my, uh, with my picks, and I'm hoping this is going to pay off for me. But I decided that I wanted to pick games that were all had a firm release date within the first six months and preferably first two months because, like, all my games that I picked are coming out January, February. And I'm like, because the thing I'm thinking is like, if I can see what my score is in two months, <laughs> I've got a good benchmark, right? It's like, all right, I know where I got to go. I know what I got to do. Um, and it also, I'm hoping, will create something to claw at. And I learned a valuable lesson from last year, which is that do not pick a VR game unless the goddamn VR game is coming out on the PlayStation VR. Because <laughs> they just don't get reviewed. <laughs> um, totally, yeah. I did. Mine did end up getting reviewed, which was nice. Uh, Penguins didn't, which actually probably kept him from getting a much ma- more major lead. Um, thank the Lord, because it, 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 the two reviews it did get were like in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening... But yeah, no, you're right, and... 
and those sorts of surefire ones, like you're looking at your draft for this year, probably half of yours are ones that I had on my list as well. Like, and I would have picked if you hadn't picked them. Yeah. Um, like your like Horizon called the Mountain, which is the VR game. Yeah. To me, that's pretty much a surefire thing, and it's got a release date. It's a Horizon game, even if it is VR. It's probably going to do well. I don't see how it could do badly. It's a locked um, date too, right? Because it's when the PSVR yeah. 2 comes out. It's not moving. <laughs> yeah. It's a launch title, so like they're, they're not messing with that. Yeah. I suppose and, that's the only minor gamble. If they misstep with the hardware and that impacts on the gameplay, that yeah. could ding the score. I have, I, but here's the deal. Yeah. I We can only hope. I have no worries um, just because with PS, I really don't. Cause when PSVR came out, it was worse hardware and it reviewed even like they reviewed so well when they first came out um, and they have all this eye tracking shit. It's like the VR. Anyway, we won't get into this, but the VR two PSVR two is like, I got it pretty unreal. And like in the thing you have to think about, right? It's the reviewers and the reviewers get to play these games in optimal settings, which is one of those things where I'm like, they, I find, tend to skew up a little bit in general um, than like the overall experience, unless it's an online game, right? That's where there could be a little bit. Like, I've definitely picked one game that uh, could maybe be a little um, like shaky, like Diablo Four, but I still think I looked at Diablo Three, and Blizzard was already being slammed when Diablo Three came out about all their practices, and that game still was in the nineties. <laughs> I'm like. And yeah. three didn't have a good launch either. Like no. people didn't love it at, at the start. So, and it still did well. So you know, it's Diablo, yeah, right? <laughs> and even Immortal, which is arguably like a shite game, it was like a sixty-eight or something. Which I'm like, for a mobile game, <laughs> I'm hoping critic to get that. I'm fine. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, but that's like we'll talk more about this in a little bit here but i'm curious to talk a bit about um which game on your roster surprised or disappointed you the most um and i don't know if anyone wants to go first actually rick i i think um <laughs> what was your most yeah. disappointing what held you back <laughs> well it, it's probably a tie sixth place between my five empty regular slots and my empty counterpick slot <laughs> Um, but I think in terms of the actual games, it's kind of a cop-out to say all of them, but it's also not entirely inaccurate in the sense that mm. like, Modern Warfare 2 actually came out okay and gave me a few points. Um, yeah, you got five from that one. Yeah, I my surprised that didn't do better, though, because like Call of Duty's tend to... Like, I'd say Call of Duty would be a lock as a pick anyway, any year that was I, coming I, out. Obviously, it came out at the time that Activision have had all the uh, all the harassment and stuff. I think that's probably impacted one people covering that game, to how positive people are willing to be about anything that's coming from that direction. Obviously, Call of Duty is like the Activision staple. Yes, you've got the Blizzard stuff, but and it's, it's not necessarily considered Activision. It's con considered Blizzard, even though it's the same company. Um, I also think because it was quite similar to Modern Warfare One. Um, and there was talk about gapping it a year. It came off the back of Vanguard. Um, maybe those things had an impact. I'd be lying if I said I'd really followed the coverage because obviously I didn't engage last year very much at all. Um, <laughs> a lot of this is just conjecture. Um, well, the other thing to consider as well, which I think would have impacted Call of Duty, which we haven't brought up yet, but last year, like where previous years was COVID kind of messed with stuff. Last year, it was no one had a modern system. Like mm. no one had a PS5. No one had an Xbox series x you know apart from a handful mm. of people and obviously um critics did as well but 
I think that kind of would have impacted, especially like the multiplayer side of Modern Warfare 2 and that kind of thing, because the player base is just kind of truncated a bit, I think, compared to other years. Well, and also yes. you were dealing with um, multiple releases, right? Like the, like you're saying, there was still the issue of they're releasing games that arguably were next generation games on, you know, also Gen having to put them on the prior generation hardware. And it was taking mm. a lot of, I, I think it tanked quite a few um, review scores throughout the year um, because they just, they weren't meant for that. And then now you're starting to get companies mm. being like, all right, we're done. It PS4, it, it, like, you're done. You're gone. No more. We're just doing PS5, Xbox Series X, PC now. Which is the way to do it. And it's what Suicide Squad has done, albeit didn't release this year. So that was a disappointment. Uh, Resi 4 Remake didn't release this year. Very disappointing because that would have absolutely been a, like, a massive scorer. Yeah. Um, and Trek Zayomi, both just as a game itself and also in terms of its critical performance, was pretty poor. Um, that was a fun one where... Oh, what game did it release alongside? It released alongside a game with... Um, it, it was like a high... Pro- oh, Sonic Origins Collection, where they had the, the, the tick list PDF with all the, the different things you get in one version versus another. And it's like a rotating background and just the stupidest stuff that you could try and like squeeze out a premium release from and then devolver put out a cheeky post of here's the devolver like guide to which trek Yomi version you're getting and it was just the one version <laughs> and i remember thinking at the time because trek Yomi was an early release last year i was thinking this is probably gonna do quite well like ghost of shishima nailed it um this is very much sort of following in that mold stylistically um in terms of the tone it's aiming for and the period it's aiming for uh devolver as a publisher have got a really good track record um so i think out of all of them that's the one where what i thought it would do versus what it actually did that was probably the biggest disparity mm. yeah i thought it would have scored a lot better than it did like because i, I can't like played the game it, i'm not well. surprised it didn't but... <laughs> <laughs> oh man but that aesthetic yeah, it is a nice. Yeah, <laughs> and credit where it does it a lot better than sushima did albeit sushima is the far superior game well, yeah, but they're like apples and oranges, really, I, I would say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably fair. Probably fair. But anyway. In the sense that, that Yomi, like, that was what it was going for all the time, whereas Sushima had a vision and then, you know, I'm sure it was more involved, but 11 hour, it just felt like they, they threw in a filter option for you to turn on. Um, yep. the, the game wasn't necessarily designed around the sort of Kurosawa black and white with the tinny audio in the same way that Trek to Yomi was, because for Trek to Yomi, that was the default. Um, yeah. Tangent aside, yeah. We'll that, talk Trek Yomi later. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, I don't know. What about you, Abadaj? What, 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 how, how, how are you feeling about your list? Uh, see, I, I have this thing where I think a game's going to do amazingly and then it just doesn't. And I have no idea why. Because <laughs> like, optimist. I mean, my, my first pick was Uncharted Legacy of Thieves, which is like, yeah, okay, I picked it because I knew it was going to do well. Mm. Like, how does an Uncharted game not do well? Um, yeah. but then my second pick I thought was going to be like this is the one that's going to nail the whole freaking year for me which was Ghostwire Tokyo mm. and it didn't do very well it got a 76 and I'm like yeah and I've been playing it too throughout the year like just amongst other things I've been playing and I'm a, I bloody love that game it's so good I can see why other people don't <laughs> okay. but for me I'm just like man this is so cool and it's it's come up on a lot of um 
lists throughout the year of like uh, unique games you need to check out who are doing things differently kind of stuff. And it's got, because it's got some quite good um, ideas and unique gameplay ideas and that kind of thing. But it does kind of suffer from a bit of open world repetitiveness of do the same task in one area, go to the next area, do the same task there, that kind of thing, which is what really tanked it with critics and other people, obviously. Um, for me, that's fine because I'm an I'm an open world whore, so I, I'll do any all of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and... That's how we're introducing you next time. I hope you're aware of that. <laughs> I'll get my, I'll get my, uh, my tag changed on the forum. Friend of the podcast and noted open world whore avatar. Uh, this is something we talked about last year, though, right? Like the, the idea that what works for you and not not the open world whoring, but like the idea that what what works for you and what works for critics on mass is not necessarily one and the same. And well, and and I tried to be a bit more critical and objective uh, in 2022, but um, obviously not. But, but it's yeah. that thing of like, if I really believe in, if I, like everything I saw about Ghost by Tokyo looked amazing. And I'm like, wow, this looks so just fresh and, and such a unique idea and a um, different um, kind of whole storyline kind of palette looking to it. it. Just looked like an interesting game. And mm-hmm. I thought, and it was like quality. It was like good publishers and just every, they had some good people working on it from other games and that kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, this, is, this has got to be good critically. But obviously it wasn't. <laughs> so it was a bit of a mix there. It was kind of like my own enthusiasm, and I was kind of convinced that it would do well critically. Whereas other games that I had, like um, Storyteller, and I've picked that again this year, <laughs> Storyteller for me is a game that I know I believe in, and I know it could totally tank, but I think it's just one of those indie games that's going to be like, whoa, this is so unique and cool. We're all going to give it 100%. <laughs> but... um. I, I'm I'm well aware that one could take, but that's kind of a bit of a love for the game pick for me, storyteller. Whereas like uh, I was before changing tides, and that's kind of a game that I really like. It also really, and so picking this the sequel was kind of like I think it's really well, and I really like it. So hey, that's the main thing. Yeah. Like and the is a good game, it's a fantastic game, but early access that means no points for me. The only the other one that kind of like um I guess I wasn't trying to get like, with Thomas and say match, right? That was Kirby in Buffet. Oh which yeah. was a multi game. Like, hey, people like Kirby, and at least I thought I was gonna lose points and I did lose points. Yeah. It was the wrong Kirby. I had a few other games that they released that were meaning because I bracket that maybe they looks very different. I really want to play it as soon as it comes out. I didn't release this year. And I don't know why, but I put Wizard with a gun on.
Let me check real quick what the game was about because I need a refresher on this one. I'm going to guess it's about a wizard with a gun. <laughs> no shit. But what kind of gameplay is it? It sounds like a sh- like a like a, one of those like top down bullet ones. I don't know. Why. Yeah, it was a top down kind of like shooter kind of game. Cool. Uh, I think it was the aesthetic that uh, really got me there. That it was like, yeah, I like this game. Yeah. It looks fun. It looks. And um, again, didn't release it here. Other than that, those like are like the quote unquote disappointments of the of the year for me, which is like half of my list. Oh, <laughs> um, sorry if I sound a little bit sorry. salty, but even sorry if I sound a little bit salty, even though I didn't participate on the on the fantasy reading league from like I guess June or July or something like that. Um, but it's still, I really believe on some of these games. And I was like, oh well, I guess I'm not doing uh, anything this year. So at that mm-hmm. point, it was like, hey, maybe maybe next year I forgot to subscribe this year. So. Yeah, you you. Too well, but that, yeah, that's a reminder for anyone who's not here that um, we have a super drop, which basically means if come September first of 2023 and any time after that, if you have less than 65 percent of the person in first place's score, so if they're in 100 and you've got less than 65. You're allowed to drop any of your games for, with no conditions or anything. Even if you've got like a bad counter pick that's like holding you back, you can drop that. If you've got a game that scored like minus 20 or something, you can drop that, even if it has been counter picked and all that kind of thing. So that's what the super drop does. So it's and it's released for anything, even if it's released and it's done badly. It's because it's that kind of thing where, okay, you're struggling at the bottom. And I know um, Steve, who runs the site, kind of has tried to bring more incentives into to keep people playing when they are down the bottom. And this is one of those reasons, those mechanics that he's brought in to kind of go, okay, this will give you an extra kind of boost of possibly jumping back up again towards the top. Yeah. Mm. You're probably not going to win from it, like just dropping a single game. <laughs> yeah. But it might be able to Unless it is a very that, bad game. <laughs> yeah. It might be able to remove that bad black mark on your on your record if you have one at the end of the year so yeah i mean like getting a something to look Mario forward Kart. to might get you up to fifth probably no higher yeah but it's, yeah, it's the yeah. blue shell basically of the league it, it's yeah. a nice rule because like even for someone who's win, like i think what i like about it is that like it, it can't you can't auto win right like the people who are still in the first are still like you know they're not penalized so it's a nice way to keep people in you know um and like get them mm-hmm. um just kind of a little more engaged again because that's actually what i think was fun about this year compared to last year it felt a little more sad because i expect like at the beginning with a lot of stuff um and then there weren't a lot of big releases right but this year it felt just more competitive in general even when there was someone at the top it was still like mm, they're there but they're not that far ahead right like it's like they're mm. it could change um when well, and, and with those later year releases as well and everything it did it kind of like if you were near the top you had to pay attention a bit longer Whereas, like, yeah, 2022 was Alex got ahead and everyone kind of saw if we could catch up. (laughs) So there was still that, like, grasping. But there was a lot of competition in the last couple um, spots, too. But, yeah, it's sort of, you're like, dang it. But it's because the fun of this is, like, get into it, try to see how high you can get your score, right? And, like, 
So I like that idea of the yep. syndrome. Um, I think for me, when I look at my list, um, the obvious one is Superman. Um, but but that's not a big deal. I don't mind having one thing that doesn't release. That's just zero points, right? The actual one that pisses yeah. me off a little bit is I really wish Pigeon Simulator had released. I swear to God, I was going to get points. <laughs> I can't fix a lot. That game looks like ass. And I'm just like, ah, damn it, I wanted that game to release. <laughs> um, in general, like, Honestly, when I look at my year, I didn't have any like massive, massive ones. Um, I had a lot of smaller but solid games that came out. And I think, also, but I think that should give people, if you're playing, a little hope. If you feel like you didn't get a big game, it's okay. You just need to get points. Points are all that matter. <laughs> um, well, and I'd say, yeah, look at the people who were in the top five last year. Most of them had pretty much four of the list mm-hmm. and, did, and were solidly kind of like around the 80s. Yes. They might have been late 70s or early 80s, but they were kind of around that score. And maybe you had the odd big one or not, but... It's not like they had a, a roster that was stacked with 90-point games or anything. It's my main two factors that I've found are good counterpicks, because Game Zero is actually a good counterpick, um, and having all your games release and kind of be in a positive team. That would do you well compared to you know, people that major negative counterpicks and yeah. games that release games that lost points. <laughs> and then, so, one, actually had two games in release, um, but had one ninety-eight. The rest are all 80-70s. And so when you look at that, mm-hmm. it's basically two games, actually. So you're like, and then it has the zeros of the counterpicks. So it's just a really nice balance of points across the board. Not necessarily huge hitters. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I look at it. Like the only one who had an like, absurdly huge game was for a 30-point game. That's insane. But Roy got some counterpicks at lost points, right? Um, and an actual pick lost points. And it released. And like, when you combine it all together, I mean, I still don't think um, Roy would have had enough necessarily to win. But like when you look at the plus 3, plus 5.9. So if those two counterpicks hadn't released, he would have had 94.4 points. Oh, and that one game that lost him points would have been 98.8. Um, so mm-hmm. you just you look at it, you're like, that's third place and had a game release could have popped you up so like counterpicks and those negative points they really can like they, they count at the end you know like they really do absolutely yeah all of which is so one manga can't carry you have to look at the big picture and it's about the whole roster yeah so I, like, yeah well that's yeah. the thing like Froy still came fourth even with a pretty exactly. good pretty solid roster like because he had a few negatives in there even with Elden Ring as the 30 yeah he still came fourth because other people were a bit more consistent <laughs> still had a killer roster though like when you look at the roster oh. it's like uh oh actually maybe that's a good segue into i think what's next part here the overview of this is a good place to look at that um we can take a look here um, at Freud's, uh, um i think that is. so yeah Freud had did do as well as i thought was gonna do better um 2.2 um but he's a little i don't know this isn't gonna be right like it can't be good um you know i'm like it didn't review great I would say this game was more confident than I thought it was going to be too. Right. I feel like the man, as well as Elden Ring, he had Zelda Ring, which yeah. really, really scored well as well. Yeah. Those are the two big ones. Like, Freud's list, if I could give it like a title, would be like a Japanese list. Like, very, uh, very chance. They're basically all Japanese games. I think that's all that. I don't know if that one is right. Uh, oh, but his counterpicks, I meant, are the are American. Yeah, sorry. That is his draft. Yeah, the two counterpicks are. Which is probably clearly not a draft. Just on the Valkyrie Elysium. Like that did not look like a good game. That was a later going...
and, draft, I think, though. Um, yeah. That wasn't an initial yeah. draft game. But people had second counts picks. A, I, I had know, one right God knows I didn't yeah. use mine, but I'm surprised that someone didn't use theirs on it. The issue is, like, you got to get it before it releases, right? And sometimes we don't notice, and then you're like, oh, shit, I should do That's that now. Great. And you're like, oh, but it's the it's, it's not just a few days before. It's, like, the full week before that I have, you know? Like, it's... Well, and and with the bidding system as well, sometimes clever people would bid on a game that was coming out, like, the week that they would have got it from the bid. So left no time to be counterpicked, Counted. which is kind of good if that's what you're trying to do. So, <laughs> yeah, that is smart. That is smart. So overall, yeah, Freud came in uh, for, uh, fourth place, really strong, um, yeah, really strong finish uh, with just a couple little mm. things. And to be fair to, to Freud in particular, he was the first he's first in the list. So he had the last counterpicks. So having a counterpick that was only five point nine minus five point nine for your first one. It's pretty solid. Yeah. I think the second one, you can't, we can't make a, you know, your second one's up to you. So if you lose points on that one, that's just, that just sucks. But that's just how the cookie crumbles, right? You never know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, he came out pretty well. He had a very solid roster like from the start. I think he was even leading from the, the very start because of Elden Ring. So that oh, released yeah. quite early as well. Well, um, didn't it didn't release. But, you know, he, he was definitely, yeah, it was like, one of the first ones to release, I think, for our league last year. Yeah. But um, and one of only he two was also players in contention releases as well. Yeah, exactly. And I... he was um definitely in contention all year, and right up to the end, it was kind of like, oh, if he, if he got a good release, it would have bumped him up there. Oh, I genuinely but... thought he was going. To... I like to say I was like yeah, this year because <laughs> like I was like his list is phenomenal. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess it shows you just never know, right? Um, but this might be Freud's totally. year this year, so keep an eye on Freud because uh. <laughs> He makes a good list. Well, and he he think he thinks about it as well. Having talked to him, like he he strategizes and researches, and you know, does well, the you, work. So <laughs> you can tell because, frankly, yeah, he's in fourth, but he's only point thirty away from third place. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he's <laughs> yeah, third and fourth are basically the same from twenty twenty two. Exactly. Um, so every list. Um, every list. Um, every list. Um, every list. He had like half his roster empty, so yeah, you know, yeah, no bad counter pick as well. It's a bad counter pick, yeah, it's an unfortunate yeah. card shark counter pick, <laughs> yeah, card shark. Not counter picking the second choice, so not picking the second choice for a counter pick was him and points too. The Dark Pictures Anthology and Shadow Warrior 3, those are like you know, like Windjammers 2 and Sniper Elite 5, those are giving you if any, I honestly, I think any game that gets you over five points. That's a win. <laughs> Chalk it up to a win, yeah. you know? Um, totally. 
anything under it's like you're like okay cool but you also feel a little like god damn it you know <laughs> it's like it's just kind of like I'm, I'm glad that's there i'm glad it's not negative but shit <laughs> uh they're more like the few ones uh why don't we look at matt's here it'll toys for rodney with another very solid one i think um and honestly i'm always, I'm always a fan of matt's picks because he'll find some obscure thing that you don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. and pick it like i am jesus was that on his list this year no, but it did release this. I think he, no, it did release this year. He might have dropped it from last year. I can't remember. Mm. But it was definitely yeah on his radar. I think one thing that hit him, and that's too bad, is that Rocksmith Plus not having reviews is too bad. But it is more software yep. than game, you know? Um, mm. Well, and that's that's the risk with picks, like other than bad scores, is like picking stuff that won't get reviewed enough. Um, because it's like a non-release. Yeah. But you can't drop it because it has been released. Yeah. His, his issue really here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But like yeah. really, when you look at it, he technically has four games that just either didn't release or got him in the negatives, but good counter picks. So it's like... You know, it's sitting at well, the And he's got a lock. He's got like one, two, three, four that are in the eighties, which is yeah. pretty good. And like again, another the couple in the seventies. Like, yeah, it's overall it's not they're not bad picks at all. No. Just, there's a there's just a couple of misses really, and that was that. And if Rocksmith Plus which, had yeah. gotten reviews and if Avatar had gotten had come out, I have a strong feeling that would have popped up pretty high. Yeah. For the record, I called Acker being pants, and I just want that to be uh, <laughs> a matter of note. I, I got some shit, but I played the demo, and that game was not good. <laughs> well, that's there's a good advice. Play the demo. But yeah, you're right. I think overall, like it was just a few little um, upsets that kept him down. Um, going to Caffrel, though, who has a very similar list, honestly. And a very See, good list. I think list. Caffrel got rolled. Yeah. Because of Sports Story, which tanked with minus 13. And then their counterpick of Final Fantasy VI, which tanked with minus 16. That was a The rest was pretty solid. And he got a, he got a uh, points worth counterpick. Which is pretty yeah, impressive yeah. with Saints Row. Yeah. yeah, the Saints Row pick was good. But I mean, like, on balance, that, that's a negative 10 from his counterpicks. I know. And that sports yeah. story one, man, that fucking, that's, yeah, he got robbed with that. That's yes. just, yeah. Cause there was no indication totally. that there was issues until that game suddenly dropped. Right. Like yeah. that to me is not like a case where we can like say like, Oh yeah. The, like he didn't research enough or anything. You couldn't have known that was going to fucking happen. I thought that <laughs> game wasn't <laughs> releasing, you know, that's why it was counterpicked. I thought that game was just not coming out and then fuck it. Uh, drops like that because when you look at that <laughs> coming down i mean he would have been way 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 higher up um yeah for sure well just with those if you got an extra 30 points he would have been in contention for like second place yeah or no third place mm-hmm. which you know is quite a difference to middle of the pack where he ended up being because mm. just that counter that's what i mean i feel it yeah there are a couple of people in that kind of middle of the pack position who had solid um Roster's all up, but kind of got a bit robbed, I reckon, because of a couple of nasty kind of results. Yeah, yeah, and I guess that's kind of how the game, how the game works. But there are some that you see where yeah. you just feel like, <laughs> oh, d- 
dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and that's one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have to say, I was surprised the Pixel Remaster scored that well, but maybe not. Maybe just because it's Final Fantasy VI and it's such a good Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Abitage, looking at your list. Well, we talked a bit about yours, but solid <laughs> list. It's just you got bummed by, <laughs> by a couple of those uh, <laughs> counter... Well, you got so fucking counterpicked. <laughs> like, yeah, well, it's... And that's cool, but it was more like Redfall and Storyteller I probably would have dropped at some point if they yeah. hadn't been counterpicked. Because they, you know, later in the year, it's like, well, these aren't coming out. We know that. Mm-hmm. But, um... <laughs> And my Victoria 3 pick, I just didn't think that was coming out. But mm, I yeah, know. That, that was a, a definite gamble for me, but <laughs> didn't pay off. Yeah. I, I'm nervous for this year because I feel like I'm going to get a counterpick that's going to fuck me a bit. There's so many good games this year. We'll talk about that in a bit, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be rough. <laughs> um, and then R2-D2, 1999, had an excellent, excellent run. Um excellent run no notes <laughs> that's that's my uh, yeah <laughs> i don't know what more they could have done like they picked good games it's just that a couple of them didn't score super high and they had one that gave them negatives but like just not not being able to trade chocobo gp really screwed them yeah <laughs> yeah and, and again that's one way it's like you can't really criticize them for that because no one could necessarily at that stage see that Sweenix were gonna fuck up the microtransactions on that so badly like that's such a left field addition to what should have been, yeah, surefire point scorer. Because it's a good game. Totally. It's just that shit, mm. it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So can I just put a little mm-hmm. side note here of how many games were released in just one year, even though a lot of releases were moved to next year? Like holy yep. crap! I even forgot that Two Point Camp was uh, released this year and not <laughs> last. Sorry, last year and not the year before that. And games. That's big old well, and I think that's again coming from the previous two years where kind of like half of our picks got delayed, or it fe- that's what it felt like anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then to actually come into 2022 and see most things get released is like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're back to this, are we? <laughs> Which sort of probably messed with some of the counter picking too this year, right? Because even in 2021, you could counter pick stuff and be like, it ain't coming out. And then you were like, it didn't come out. And then this year it's like, it ain't coming out. Oh my God, they're actually sticking to release dates. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Except for big, big games. It seems like the big, big, big ones are the ones that are delayed now, but then others are just like, Mm. okay, I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, Ash Gazer, I think had a similar situation with Rick. I just think it looks like they just kind of dropped off because it it seems like they, um, Drafted a game with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, but then not much else. Um, yeah, not, yeah, not a whole lot to say about this. And that's time. that's just well, and and rosters like that, I kind of yeah, I don't have much to say because I just figure oh, they got busy and did other stuff. Exactly, life gets in the <laughs> which way, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, a memoir blue is an interesting pick though, because that would have been one of their one of their regular draft picks, and that is a yeah, that was their their final draft pick. Yeah, it's an interesting choice. I. They didn't review well, but I can totally see why that was one that, that could have been a dark horse um, yes. in their mind sort of going into the back end of the draft. Well, I think as well that um, it was definitely on Game Pass because I played it. But um, it's also an Annapurna interactive game. which Exactly. To me, um, kind of, I would have picked it because of that alone. Yeah, signifies some level of quality. And clearly there was a level of quality. It, it didn't get into the negatives, but unfortunately it was probably one of the more divisive of those but, games. Yeah, for a little kind of artsy indie game, 
getting above 70 is pretty good, really. Yeah, and it's it's a nice one to gamble on, like you say, with the last pick of the main draft. Awesome. Um, yeah. It's the only noteworthy thing I can think about in, in terms of the the list, other than, you know, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Getting two not points. Not score very well. Yeah. yeah. And you know, yeah. for obvious reasons, we've all we've all seen the coverage on that. But yep. that that must have felt like such a slam dunk, and then just to get almost nothing from it, like you say, it's sub five points. It almost feels like an L. Yeah. Well, I feel like um the the other one like those Life is Strange remastered collection. I I thought that would be a lock. Yeah. But I ended up getting negative points because of its graphical issues and stuff. Mm -hmm. mm. But I thought, how can they mess that up? Basically, like. And they you found know. a way. They found a way. <laughs> <laughs> Never cease to surprise me. Yeah, yeah. Never doubt them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I ended up with some negative points in the year. But, you know, it has. I think it's like, but, uh, sorry, it's interesting here. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah. The games that he had released did well. Very he well, including that. Alex's favorite Frog Detective Three. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like Frog Detective games, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm an old grump. But, you know, there's like four of five uh, in the '80s, even high '80s. There's, which is pretty great. <laughs> frankly, had they dropped Company Heroes and Herod Hell a bit, and then you know picked a few more, they probably could have gotten. Uh, I mean, there's nothing having stopping this list from competitively getting up near the very top like yeah you know there's two empty ones here counter picks yes there's a minus six with ghostwire tokyo but you know they gained one with callisto protocol and i i really don't think one negative that's below 10 is gonna sink you you know like it's yeah especially well, the picks that yeah, they got released were yeah yeah like, and that, that's the only thing like yeah if there weren't so many empty slots or zeros then i think commissar tommy would have done heaps better yeah um but, you know, them's the breaks. That's part of, like, you know, one of them was a counter pick, so he couldn't drop pigeons in the simulator, and the other two obviously didn't come out. But Them's is the yeah. breaks. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so then. It would have been good if they had good picks, but. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Right? That's how so many of this goes, right? It's just like, you would have done pretty decent. Ended with 62 points, which is not that bad. But, uh, <laughs> uh, now, I'll good old General Goods here. Well, so just before we uh, do oh, sorry, on, yes, yeah. Commissar Tommy still came in fifth, even with yeah. such an empty roster, which kind of shows, because I think the next, like we were going on to um, with Nalves, like he's another one who I think got a bit robbed because he ended up mid-pack, but he had such a good roster and such a consistent roster. Mm -hmm. It kind of feels like, in my mind, that he's one of those people who seemed to not perform as well as he appeared to perform. <laughs> well it's interesting Whereas, like yeah commissar tommy had a lot of gaps but still was up there yeah because the top five had nine or ten games released except tommy who only had five right and then the games after yeah. six ten seventh nine eighth nine like it's pretty wild to see that's why when i look at this list i'm just like shit you clearly know games to pick <laughs> it must have just been totally. must have just gotten busy or like you know like uh missed out uh, a little bit at times um yeah. Yeah. Uh nice. Nalb's list is like so many games. There's so it's there's so many little things next to it. <laughs> um yeah. he's got he's got one he wins the most icon game. Yeah, he wins the icon. List. Uh um, unfortunate with Callisto Protocol. That really was a toss up, honestly. Yeah, I thought that was gonna do better than it did. Same. Mm. 
so just big... being like, you know, dead space developers and all that. Yeah. But just some negatives here. Not major negatives, but just a few that I think sort of mm. hit it. Well, su- surprising as well, like New Tales from the Borderlands. Who thought that would do a negative? I know. It that... was a big question mark going into it, to be fair. Yeah. That one yeah. was certainly a toss-up, but it did seem like one that could have gotten at least in the 70s, maybe even a little higher. Um... Yeah, it could have done well. Like, there's, there's no disputing yeah. that. It could have been a goer. Yeah. Um, Sonic Frontiers, conversely, that was a, a brave choice. <laughs> and it did come out of Jordan, in, in the sense that it wasn't a negative. Yeah. <laughs> 1.5, though, is not a negative. So that's that. <laughs> I think exactly. like Sonic it, Frontiers. It's it a low bar, win. but it, it has cleared it. And that, that was one of their original picks. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. Midnight Suns before. I don't know if I have much to say on this one, honestly. It's just no. like, it, it, it's a high risk reward list, I think. Um, when you look at like some of the choices yeah. here, um, they're games that you're like, like again, Callisto Protocol, like I, I would have potentially drafted that, you know, like that's a game that like from the creator of Dead Space, we didn't hear much press about, like all the press was positive until it released. And then you get all this wave of like developers are yeah. left off the credits, yada, 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 right? So it's like, you know, I think he made a smart choice going for that. Like, I don't think that's one of those things where it's like, you know, some games you see in the negatives and you're like, yeah, we all saw this coming. But <laughs> there are games but like this. Signs, yeah, like they, they did what they could with the information they had at the time. So. Yeah. Which is all you can do. It's, it's, it's one question I do have before we move on. What was the, the reason that the multiverses had to be manually scored? Open beta. Uh, yeah, it... There was a. I remember reading about it when it came out, um, or seeing a news article or something where it came out, and as far as storefronts were concerned, it was out. Sure. But then on like the devs' Twitter and everything, they said, "No, no, it's in beta. It's not out." And so, essentially, then the Fantasy Critics site kind of tagged it as it's in open beta, which made it uh. ineligible. But that's why we ended up scoring it anyway because it had been reviewed. So mm-hmm. I, I manually scored it based on the Open Critic page, regardless. Got you. Okay. Um, but it was because there was miscommunication. The devs were trying to play it down and say, "Oh no, 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 it's in beta still. Don't, don't review us." But like everywhere, it stayed. Oh, it's released. So it got reviewed. <laughs> yeah, there's conversations yeah. we had there as well. Not for not for this episode, but what a drop off that game has had. It felt like it was like the rage for about two weeks, and then I've heard not a peep since. Yeah, it's hard to compete with Smash. It yeah. is. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, I think we talked about your list quite a bit, Paola. Um, I don't know what, what more we want to say. Yeah. You just didn't have time. <laughs> you had a busy I just kind of forgot about it. Yeah, but I have to say that uh, when Resident Evil 4 Remake was announced, I, got, I was kind of sweating until they said, oh, no, it's not this year. It was like, yes. Uh, <laughs> Advance what? Advance Wars uh, 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp was kind of like, for some reason, I thought this wasn't going to release this year. Hmm. And I was right after the um, real life events happened and Nintendo decided to push back the game. Which yeah, was you were right for any reason you could have possibly predicted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, though I have to say, I am sure if these games were to release, it would have gotten like more than 70 points and I would have been further screwed. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. Man, and it still doesn't have a release date, so who knows what's going to happen with that one? <laughs> oh, with advanced, War- yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Who knows? Should we go to the big cheese, the penguin, the yeah. winner yeah. of the year? <laughs> <laughs> who has I would call an impeccable list. <laughs> it's like it's a very, uh, it's straight bangers. You know, the only one that is like is the Night Witch. That's the only one, and even Hubris is the only reason that that game has a zero is just because there wasn't enough reviews but the reviews that were there were very positive it's like i don't know what more they could have really done with this one <laughs> yeah you yeah, can't well, really criticize I, anything on that list i think there's a good few points to take from it though as well like again a lot of them have released but he's still got a zero and an unreleased in mm-hmm. the main picks so you don't have to have like 10 games that are 80 plus yeah. to win the other big thing is both of his counter picks came out as zeros. Yeah. So he didn't have any negatives in there. Didn't have any positives either, but didn't have any negatives, which I think is Huge. the main thing you want to try for with a counter pick is not to bomb. Mm. Like if you get a if you get plus points, that's great, but try not to bomb first. Yeah. And <laughs> it's it's nice because like it and I think it's like an excellent point you mentioned too. It's like keep in mind, particularly with our league, it's we got a lot of players. You're not gonna get all the announcements. You just gotta get a solid tempo. <laughs> um, totally. Yeah, you're having something that like, yeah, release every game you're releasing. Okay, you'll, you'll be up there. Yeah, mm. big time, big time. Because again, you get it. Like, there's only one that had five points, and the rest. Oh, but look at that final pick. Like, Shane goes back to December eighth. Yeah. So December eighth, like right at the end of the year, and he gets a whopping twenty points for it. Like that. It literally won, won him the game. Yeah, he was eighty six yeah. before that, and that shows you it, it goes just, to the last minute. <laughs> and, and I think that's again how previous years because previous years there was no last minute winners. It was just okay, whoever's winning about. November is probably going to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and whereas yeah. this year, was like, or 2022, it was like, I've got no idea right up until the final, <laughs> you know, final line. Hell of a win, too. That's, I, I, yeah. Well done, Penguin. <laughs> oh, good fun. Uh, yeah. Rick, um, womp, womp, womp. So from the top to the yeah. bottom. Uh- <laughs> do, do, we have, do we have anything else to say on this roster or have we, have we beaten that dead horse quite we, enough? We've beaten it. I mean, it, you just, yeah. you just didn't play, that's all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you've done well with I, minus 10 points. his release wasn't great yeah. either. So it's one of those yeah. things. Minus 10 is impressive, though. That's the lowest in the league, so. And that's purely counterpick. If I'd picked my counterpick, I'd probably be in positive points. <laughs> it's the lowest ever, so you've got that. In so many in so many ways it was. Yeah. We'll get Rick some kind of badge or something. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. Like a Korok esque like little turd trophy. Lowest ever. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that'll You're be the only one with your, your entire budget left. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. If anyone you else ever beats it, I'd then post it on Twitter. In fact, I think you won the lowest in every metric. <laughs> yeah, probably. You had the least games released. Yep. You didn't spend any of your budget. Yep. You had the 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 lowest score ever. Uh-huh. Keep it coming. My thing... victory was total is what I'm hearing. The only thing you didn't win was the projected points. You actually won't last for that. 
Oh, there was you I go. not? No, apparently Ashgazer, who was just above you, marginally lower, worse. Yeah, marginally lower projected points. Uh, I'm so. still calling that a resounding victory. But I'd say you still you still shone very bright in 2022. Mm-hmm. Dully, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, You're well, the best black hole. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's amazing. Um, we only have three left, I think. Jordan is playing, had yeah, um, yeah. what looks like... I mean, really, this is just an example of, like, there's just not a lot that released. Because, like, yeah, I had a nasty counter And a bad counter pick. But then had a really kind good counter pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that was just a case of, like, not a full roster. Didn't have enough to really... Didn't have enough legs to kind of get to the end. Yeah. And it's worth saying, at the start of the year, Midnight Suns was a, a gamble pick because it looked like... Um, there might be like microtransactions and stuff because pe- there wasn't a lot of clarity around the card system and the way that was all going to work. So yeah, yeah, but it was the XCOM guys. That. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the side that I fell on as well. And and yeah. again, not for this podcast, but clearly, you know, the game has landed well enough with enough people. Um, Sports story by contrast, they probably didn't think was going to release. It has and totally. came out clutch. Hey, that was a so. good pick. <laughs> God damn, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's their second highest scoring anything behind Oli Oli World. And they still got 41 was... points, even without a lot of games yeah. releasing. Mm. And that's where I think, like, Sports Story was a good pick for the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. I'm sure anyone would have thought, well, if that comes out, I'm screwed, but not if that comes out, I'm doing heaps well. Yeah, but a nice a nice thing to look at though that if you do get a shit counterpick, you can potentially even out your counterpicks throughout the year with that second one, you know? And yeah, to look at it, because if you yeah. get points in a counterpick, that shit is bonus. <laughs> mm. Well you can see how rare it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and Dragon. Dra- Dragon I thought was another one who kind of got robbed because yeah. again, very solid roster, but ended up mid pack just because nothing really catapulted him too far and he had a bad counter pick. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. counter pick he picked, I feel so bad. Because um, I was like, Cause it was oh. your game. Yeah, and it's the one that got that like shit where it's just like, um, I got those points because it did get reviewed a lot. <laughs> but anyway. Um, Sorry, Dragon. <laughs> uh, this year is your but that, That's that balance again, though, isn't it? Because like, like you were saying, like it didn't get reviewed a lot, but obviously got reviewed enough. Mm-hmm. Whereas there are other games which didn't get reviewed enough that surely would have done well if they had been. So exactly, yeah. you just never know. And that takes us probably neatly onto the last, uh, the last one, which is Alex. <laughs> um, so I have to say before that, I have to say I would never counterpick anything Alex picks. Like <laughs> it's a bad idea. Just foolish. Unless it's Pokemon, let's go too. Um, <laughs> that Unless is a smart it is counterpick. something unannounced, but if it's something that has been announced and it has a, re- I don't know if it has a relative, but at the very least, it's like, oh, it might come out this year uh, because it has been announced and it has a trailer <laughs> and there is a lot of press around it. Like, yeah, do not counterpick anything <laughs> that Alex speaks. That is a horrible idea. I think, <laughs> I think the evidence supports you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah. I make good picks. Mm. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. No, I well, think... that's, that's definitely something to look at. Is like, uh, if you are making a counter pick, look at the person who picked its track record, because mm-hmm. that is something to consider. Like, if, if someone, yeah, for sure. If someone does make solid picks, even if you think it's a bit of a mental pick, 
if they if it's they typically do well, it's something to consider. Yeah. Yeah. For real though. Yeah. I just had a I had what I would call like the the average that brings you to the top kind of list, you know, like similar to Penguin in a lot of ways. Like um we were well, and very and solid. Yeah. I and know like, 90s, again, but good good counterpicks because you just had zeros. Mm-hmm. Most of if not all of your stuff released. Mm-hmm. And you had a lot of like roughly eighty scores. So Yeah. You know. Enough to that, get me that kind of solid formula that gets you up to the top, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um nice. Well I don't think we really There you have... go, people at Rainbow Games. I <laughs> I think it might be excessive to go over everyone's lists for the, the new year, but I think we can just take a look to see like yeah, no. what things are looking like, I guess. Um Well and for, for this year as well, like uh Troy and I are gonna do something as like a post draft thing like we did last nice. year as well. It'll be a bit different and a bit quicker, but um yeah, there's that to look out for as well. If anyone's interested, they can check out. Uh, I think it's just called Howland to Beat FCL League on YouTube. Yeah. But if you look around on Discord or the forum, you'll find a link somewhere. So Nice. But yeah, we'll, we'll be doing that soon after the draft wraps up. Sick. Because we're almost wrapped up. And this year is looking pretty good so far, I think. like I, I mean, honestly, a lot of interesting picks. Um, new players, too. Like, there's a lot of new players, actually, which is interesting. New players come completely unknown. <laughs> Well, I think we all knew whoever got it first. That was immediately going to be the first game picked. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. in a kind of weird way, that's why I actually don't mind not being first because you almost have to pick the big game, which yeah. is nice because you get the points and that's the, kind of the idea. But you don't get any personality in it. You just have to pick <laughs> whatever's the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm the kind of, I, I'd rather take a gamble on something that I want to pick. Yeah. No, Sad I like someone who didn't win. get the opportunity to pick Breath of the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's like that's last year with the Elden Ring. It's like, Whoever's first is going to pick Elden Ring. And it, it yeah. bounces first out, this though. this year is going to pick Zelda. Yeah. And there's a balance because, like, yeah, he gets to pick Zelda, but now he gets his last counter. He gets the last counter pick. So, yeah. oh. But um, anyway, who knows what will happen this year? Um, it's still early days. We haven't got to the counter picks yet, but just about everything's been picked. There are some big games that have been picked here. There's only one unannounced game, I think, that's been uh, selected, which is Metroid Prime yeah. 1. Um, which I love me an unannounced pick. Yeah, I've I've heard nothing <laughs> of this coming out, so this might be an early counter pick for folks. Uh, it's definitely a gamble counter pick because if it does release, that would probably be a gangbusters <laughs> reviewing game. But I'd be surprised if it doesn't get counter picks for that way. Yeah, I'd be very surprised because <laughs> yeah. there's not a lot of games on this year that I think are like you know solid counter pick choices. Well, I think uh, it's going to be mostly on release dates as opposed to yeah. bad games. Because even like um, like Lies of P is one that I don't know if it's coming out, but if yeah. it does, I think it'll be pretty good. Yeah. Um, and there's a whole bunch like that where they've got they don't have solid release dates, and I, you know, like well, like Alan Wake two, it could very easily fifty fifty, I reckon, like come out this year or not. Mm-hmm. But if it does, it's probably going to be has high potential to be very high scoring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Among Us two. 
brand new studio. Who knows when that's. Coming out, yeah. And you want that to be exceptional, but also like we've just seen what happened to Tales of the Borderlands. Like personally, I really desperately want the Wolf Among Us 2 to be excellent, but eh, difficult. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's kind of the theme so far is in like they're all pretty good games as far as the way they've been picked. Like everything has potential and are, are smart picks, but um, mm-hmm. it's just the release date thing that might, you know, make change that one way or the other. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's a pretty good um, review of what, what's going on with this year and uh, yeah. a, a nice little look back at the past year. It's been super fun. I'm really excited for another year of this. Big, big congrats to Penguin on, on the win. Um, let's see if, yeah, uh, absolutely. if they can hold the crown. No one's ever held the crown, so let's see what happens. Yeah, we've had a different one every year so far. So, Which is really nice, too. That's It's a fun thing to have a, a, a swap up every year, you know? Um, and it gives a little more competition. See if any of us can get it back. Well, and I think it, I think it, it plays into how how fun it can be, even if even if you think like you're behind or whatever. Um, it can change that that much or that quickly. And like how how clumsy was behind until like December eighth when I forget the <laughs> game, but when it came out, that basically won it for him right at the end. Yeah. So you know, of of course, yeah. but um. Yeah, it's it's. I don't think anything about that particular, which is why it's kind of fun to exactly. you know, have a kind of thing. Well, hopefully, we'll see you here uh, again this time next year. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll be here. And yeah, <laughs> that is it for this year. See you later, folks. Peace. Thank you very much. Bye.